Today is the 12th day of February. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I'm Brian. It is it is great to be here with you today. How are you? It's wonderful to be here at the Global Campfire as we dive in and work and get all that we have to do done and run around and let's make some meaning by allowing the scriptures to speak into and inform what we've got going on. We are currently in the book of Exodus as we make our journey through the Old Testament. I'm picking up where we left off yesterday. Exodus chapter 34, verse 1 through 35, verse 9. One day the Lord said to Moses, Cut two flat stones like the first ones I made, and I will write on them the same commandments that were on the two you broke. Be ready tomorrow morning to come up Mount Sinai and meet me at the top. No one is to come with you or to be on the mountain at all. Don't even let the sheep and cattle graze at the foot of the mountain. So Moses cut two flat stones like the first ones, and early the next morning he carried them to the top of Mount Sinai, just as the Lord had commanded. The Lord God came down in a cloud and stood beside Moses there on the mountain. God spoke his holy name, the Lord. Then he passed in front of Moses and called out, I am the Lord God. I am merciful and very patient with my people. I show great love and I can be trusted. I keep my promises to my people forever. But I also punish anyone who sins. When people sin, I punish them and their children, and also their grandchildren and great-grandchildren. Moses quickly bowed down to the ground and worshipped the Lord. He prayed, Lord, if you really are pleased with me, I pray that you will go with us. It is true that these people are sinful and rebellious, but forgive our sin. And let us be your people. The Lord said, I promise to perform miracles for you that have never been seen anywhere on earth. Neighboring nations will stand in fear and know that I was the one who did these marvelous things. I will force out the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. But you must do what I command you today. Don't make treaties with any of those people. If you do, it will be like falling into a trap. Instead, you must destroy their altars and tear down the sacred poles they use in the worship of the goddess Asherah. I demand your complete loyalty. You must not worship any other god. Don't make treaties with the people there, or you will soon find yourselves worshiping their gods and taking part in their sacrificial meals. Your men will even marry their women and be influenced to worship their gods. Don't make metal images of gods. Don't fail to observe the festival of thin bread in the month of Abib. Obey me and eat bread without yeast for seven days during Abib, because that is the month you left Egypt. The firstborn males of your families and of your flocks and herds belong to me. You can save the life of a firstborn donkey by sacrificing a lamb. If you don't, you must break the donkey's neck. 
you must save every firstborn son. Bring an offering every time you come to worship. Work for six days and rest on the seventh day, even during the seasons for plowing and harvesting. Celebrate the harvest festival. Each spring when you start harvesting your wheat and celebrate the festival of shelters each autumn when you pick your fruit. Your men must come to worship me three times a year because I am the Lord God of Israel. As you advance, I will force the nations out of your land and enlarge your borders. Then no one will try to take your property when you come to worship me these three times each year. When you sacrifice an animal on the altar, don't offer bread made with yeast and don't save any part of the Passover meal for the next day. I am the Lord your God, and you must bring the first part of your harvest to the place of worship. Don't boil a young goat in its mother's milk. The Lord told Moses to put these laws in writing as part of his agreement with Israel. Moses stayed on the mountain with the Lord for 40 days and nights without eating or drinking. And he wrote down the Ten Commandments, the most important part of God's agreement with his people. Moses came down from Mount Sinai carrying the Ten Commandments. His face was shining brightly because the Lord had been speaking to him. But Moses did not know at first that his face was shining. When Aaron and the others looked at Moses, they saw this and they were afraid to go near him. Moses called out for Aaron and the leaders to come to him, and he spoke with them. Then the rest of the people of Israel gathered around Moses, and he gave them the laws that the Lord had given him on Mount Sinai. The face of Moses kept shining, and after he had spoken with the people, he covered his face with a veil. Moses would always remove the veil when he went into the sacred tent to speak with the Lord. And when he came out, he would tell the people everything the Lord had told him to say. They could see that his face was still shining. So after he had spoken with them, he would put the veil back on and leave it until the next time he went to speak with the Lord. Moses called together the people of Israel and told them that the Lord had said, You have six days in which to do your work, but the seventh day must be dedicated to me, your Lord, as a day of rest. Whoever works on the Sabbath will be put to death. Don't even build a cooking fire at home on the Sabbath. Moses told the people of Israel that the Lord had said, I will welcome an offering from anyone who wants to give something. You may bring gold, silver, or bronze, blue, purple, or red wool, fine linen, goat hair, tanned ramskin or fine leather, acacia wood, olive oil for the lamp, sweet-smelling spices for the oil of dedication and for the incense, or onyx stones or other gems for the sacred vest and breastpiece. Matthew 27, 15-31 During Passover, the governor always freed a prisoner chosen by the people. At that time, a well-known terrorist named Jesus Barabbas was in jail. So when the crowd came together, Pilate asked them, Which prisoner do you want me to set free? Do you want Jesus Barabbas or Jesus who is called the Messiah? Pilate knew the leaders had brought Jesus to him because they were jealous. 
While Pilate was judging the case, his wife sent him a message. It said, don't have anything to do with that innocent man. I have had nightmares because of him. But the chief priests and the leaders convinced the crowds to ask for Barabbas to be set free and for Jesus to be killed. Pilate asked the crowd again, which of these two men do you want me to set free? Barabbas, he shouted. Pilate asked them, what am I to do with Jesus, who is called the Messiah? They all yelled, nail him to a cross. Pilate answered, but what crime has he done? Nail him to a cross, they yelled even louder. Pilate saw that there was nothing he could do, that the people were starting to riot. So he took some water and washed his hands in front of them and said, I won't have anything to do with killing this man. You are the ones doing it. Everyone answered, We and our families will take the blame for his death. Pilate set Barabbas free. Then he ordered his soldiers to beat Jesus with a whip and nail him to a cross. The governor's soldiers led Jesus into the fortress and brought together the rest of the troops. They stripped off Jesus' clothes and put a scarlet robe on him. They made a crown out of thorn branches and placed it on his head. And they put a stick in his right hand. The soldiers knelt down and pretended to worship him. They made fun of him and shouted, Hey, you, king of the Jews. And they spit on him. They took the stick from him and beat him on the head with it. When the soldiers had finished making fun of Jesus, they took off the robe. They put his own clothes back on him and led him off to be nailed to a cross. Psalm 33, 12-22 The Lord blesses each nation that worships only Him. He blesses His chosen ones. The Lord looks at the world from His throne in heaven and He watches us all. The Lord gave us each a mind and nothing we do can be hidden from Him. Mighty armies alone cannot win wars for a king. Great strength by itself cannot keep a soldier safe. In war, the strength of a horse cannot be trusted to take you to safety. But the Lord watches over all who honor him and trust his kindness. He protects them from death and starvation. We depend on you, Lord, to help and protect us. You make our hearts glad because we trust you, the only God be kind and bless us. We depend on you. Proverbs 9, 1-6 Wisdom has built her house with its seven columns. She has prepared the meat and set out the wine. Her feast is ready. She has sent her servant women to announce her invitation from the highest hills. Everyone who is ignorant or foolish is invited. All of you are welcome to my meat and wine. If you want to live, give up your foolishness and let understanding guide your steps. Okay, so there's a lot we could think about today and what we read. We're seeing this kind of 
erratic back and forth with the children of Israel in the book of Exodus. And uh, we're not going to stop seeing that. We'll see it really close. We'll see that it looks a lot like us. We're seeing this, this conspiracy to, to execute Jesus in the Gospel of Matthew. And we're seeing that it's going to work. And this is a good time, like, as we go through the Bible to understand, like, we can read this in a lot of different ways. But if we want this to actually do something within us to transform our lives or to orient us in a direction that we can live in, then as we read this, we have to consider ourselves. Like, who are we in these stories? How do we locate ourselves in these stories? If... If we were living in the stories that we're reading, what, where, where would we be? How would we be? Honestly. And that can be sobering. Sobers me. Because I, you know, I can go along reading these stories going, yeah, 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 these superheroes. But then I have to think, who am I, though? And it's less than that. And I'm sobered enough to realize I got a long, long, long ways to go. But the Bible allows us to look into our own lives if we'll let it be a mirror into our own lives it should also be a humbling experience that that invites us a step forward because god like what we're reading in the bible and what we're going to continue to read in the bible is how much god has been willing to put up with such intentionality with such long suffering with we people like not like we put up with each other and when we realize that we are surviving by bucket loads of mercy like we are consuming gallons of grace every day each one of us just to exist and this is god loving us he doesn't have to he doesn't owe us why does he love us psalms talks about that today it says the lord looks at the world from his throne in heaven and he watches us all the lord gave us each a mind and nothing we do can be hidden from him i mean we can read that and go oh great can't hide anything from god or we could realize that that means he understands nothing is hidden he understands everything that you do that's radical. God understands us. Because I've spent a good amount of time in my life, maybe you have too, screaming at this guy that God does not understand at all what I'm going through, but God does understand. Like everything that we are, this is what we're learning. Everything, everything that we are that makes us a being that's conscious and aware of things that are going on, all these emotions that fill our hearts, these bodies that maneuver through the world, all of this finds its essence in God. And if the scriptures are correct, this is like we bear the image of God. Of course he would understand. He made us, so he certainly understands us. And as we're in Exodus and we're watching the law being given. Like we can read the law book and go, wow, this is crazy. But this isn't vengeance. This isn't laying down the law. 
This is like establishing something that did not exist, creating a people that did not exist, and weaving a story into a culture about who he is and what it means to be his, to be set apart by him, to belong to God. And I suppose that as we move through this passion narrative in the Gospel of Matthew for the first time this year, we have to acknowledge if this is true, if this story is true, then what we're watching as Jesus goes to the cross is how committed God is to setting us apart. The Lord watches over those who fear him, those who rely on his unfailing love. That's what Psalms told us today. And so let's take some comfort as we prepare to go to sleep or prepare to move into our day or prepare to go back to whatever we were doing. And we find comfort and we find confidence. God is our Father. He's aware. He's watching. There is understanding. And there are no lengths that he's not willing to go to that we might come to know him. Proverbs says today, leave the simplicity behind. Leave your simple ways and start to live. Maybe that's, I mean, maybe it's time to understand that like, relationships are, are, are two-way things. Like, it's not just us always calling out to God to be the squire and go fetch something for us. Maybe we need to own our part of the relationship. If the Bible's true, then what we're seeing is that God has done his part. And so maybe we grow up, maybe we grow forward. Maybe God does understand us. And maybe this process of life is setting us apart to be holy, set apart to him because he loves us more than we can comprehend. Think about that today. And Holy Spirit, we invite you into that. We want to leave our simple ways. We want to become wise. We want to live. We spend our whole lives trying to figure out what life even is about and miss the fact that it was about being here with you and finding it as an adventure. And so... We open our hearts and we open our hands. Lead us into all truth. Lead us into all peace. Lead us on the narrow path that leads to life. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com That is the website. It's home base. It's where you find out what's going on around here. And so... So check it out. Check out what's going on around here. Check out the different sections. Oh, and by the way, the Daily Audio Bible app will do all this and a lot more. And so that can be downloaded at the app store that works with your device. It's free. Just look for Daily Audio Bible. And uh, then just check out the different sections, like the community section. This is a, a place to get connected. There are links to get connected in the social media channels that we participate in, but... It's also where the prayer wall lives. And that is a beautiful thing that is always burning here at the Global Campfire. No matter what's going on, we can always go there. Life may have bottomed out or the bottom has just fallen out 
and we're freaking out. And we can reach out to our brothers and sisters and find comfort in not being alone. Or the opposite can be true, right? We can be in a season of peace, uh, a season of maybe we've planted and we've toiled and we've done everything and there's a harvest that, of peace that comes from that. And we remember what it's like to be on the bottom of that and go back and encourage people who are on the bottom because we seem to find our way in and out of the wilderness in our lives. And so the prayer wall is available for that on the app or the website. So check it out. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, if this mission to bring the spoken word of God read fresh every day and offered freely to anyone who will listen anywhere on this planet, any time of day or night, and to build community around this rhythm of showing up for each other, this global campfire, so that we have a rhythm and we show up for each other and we know we're not alone. If that is life-giving to you, then thank you for your partnership. Deeply and humbly. There is a link on the homepage at dailyaudiobible.com. If you're using the app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner. For the mailing address, is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or encouragement, you can hit the hotline button in the app. That's uh, the little red button up at the top. Or you can dial 877-942-4253. And that's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here. Tomorrow. Good morning, DAOB. This is Romans 12, 2. I want to leave a message for Desert Rose, the sister who called in, um, pretty distraught. Her husband was leaving to start another life, um, rejecting Christ and turning his back. I want to encourage you this morning. I was reading in Mark when the rich young ruler came to Jesus and Jesus says, one thing you lack, go your way, sell everything you have and give it to the poor and you will have treasures in heaven Come, take up your cross and follow me. I want to say that I've never been in the situation you're in and I could hear in your voice how difficult it is to just distraught despair in your voice and marriage is meant to be till death do us part. I want to pray for you and also encourage you and say I am um, respectful of the fact that you have taken up your cross, come and follow Jesus. Many times it costs us, and um, I will pray for your husband and for you. Father, I just lift up Desert Rose, Lord, and I pray that you give her wisdom, O oh God, on how to proceed. I pray, Lord Father, that like when you said to Ezekiel, said, can these dry bones live? And Father, the answer was yes. So Father, I pray for her dry bones to live. I pray for her husband to come back to the knowledge of Jesus. Like the Bible says, it's as if a dog has turned back to his vomit. So, Father, I pray, O oh God, that you will convict him of sin, Lord, that sin will have no sweet taste in his mouth anymore, that he will turn back, repent, and be reconciled. 
regardless of that's the end game, I don't know. You know, Father, but I just lift up their salvation to you because that's the bottom line, that we should run the race with endurance until the end. In Jesus' name. Good morning, everyone. It's Susan from Canada. God, Yellow Flower, calling. And um, I just heard Desert Rose asking for prayer for her ex, her soon-to-be ex-husband, for his salvation. Um, that's the most important prayer we can pray for anyone. So, Lord God, we come before your holy throne, and we pray for all our loved ones who are not saved. Lord God, there's so much comfort in knowing we will meet again, that we will see you face to face, and uh, for eternity there will be peace and joy and no more tears. Praise the Lord. So we just ask uh, that each and every one of our ones would see the light within us and want that for themselves. We pray for marriages, Lord, that you would be the glue that would bind marriages together husband and wife, that they would become as one in you, and that together as they draw closer to you, they would draw closer to each other. Help each one to remember that love is a servant, serving word. It's not a selfish word. We don't get, we give. And uh, when they both work together like that, it's wonderful. So I pray, dear Lord, that you would just move mightily in each marriage, and each life that we uh, know and love on earth here, so that we may all be together in heaven. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Good morning, DAB family. This is Diana in Virginia, going by Proverbs 3, 5, 6. Um, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding, but in all your, his ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. Um, I've been listening to the most recent daily prayers and encouragement and uh, just a few things hit me while I was listening, Prejean, when you were talking about um, not pray for the money, but for the object, I mean, whether it be a house or a car or something like that. Um, that actually hit me, you know, in a way that I never thought um, to pray. And so um, my husband and I are going to start doing that. And so I appreciate you and how you're encouraging us um, while you are incarcerated and I don't remember the woman's name about um, praying over your your finances your bills that are due and that God knows ahead of time before we even know that we need it so um, I started doing that and we're just going to see what happens so far he's meeting all of our needs while I am dealing with some those health issues that the doctors can't seem to find out what's wrong and get a diagnosis. And uh, so we are just um, in a limbo state. But I was so encouraged by all of the prayers that were going out for these things to encourage others. And I just love you all. So continue to pray. And uh, CDM, I realized I didn't forgot to mention you, but your, your needs and your um, work and everything like that. So, fair out to you too. Take care. Bye bye. Hello, Deborah. Your friend, Chicago Ted. Continuing just to, oh, to be in God's presence, or oh, to pray. And 
Thank you, Father, that you hear our prayers. Oh, Lord, we love you so much. Help us to look to you, to continually look to you, finding our hope and trust in you, Yeshua HaMashiach. And, Father, I want to bring prayers before your throne of grace, and may I be your faithful girl. And, all right, for his little songbird, and... um I know I prayed for you a week or two ago, and uh, you're just on my heart again. So his little songbird, Alberta, Canada. And you said you have not been much of a songbird lately, but, oh, (laughs) God bless you, our sweet friend. And you always say at the end, God loves you more. And, all right, we lift up this little songbird um, for your uncle with kidneys failing. Oh, our prayers are with you, and that, by God's grace, your uncle will be able to be with his wife a while more. Yes, praying godly wisdom and his grace in Jesus' name. And also praying for Olivia, for your friend, Greg, that you miss his friendship. Praying God's direction and healing and godly wisdom in this, and that God will change Greg's heart, Olivia. And Billy in Montgomery from the Trinity Stone Fear, your cousin Virginia has cancer again um, in the liver and lymph nodes, so we're lifting up all these needs. Yes, in the gracious name of Jesus, oh, receive all the glory in every answer to prayer. This is Chicago Peg praying with you every day, Dabras, because... I love you. And as his little songbird says, God loves you more. <laughs>